Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts <laughs> Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. We're at the spot, the place. Well, not really. We're in Tasmania. <laughs> so the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Today we've got Sarah Norris. I love that region of the world down there, yeah. down under. Tasmania gives me goose pimples, though. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience as I flew over on my way to Australia. But in the meantime, in between time, we are going to deal with this hair stylist uh, and spiritual alchemist. She does essential oils, astrology, but heart-centered work, you know, so that she can get clear. And she starts right here at your hair, you know, at your hairline. Your hairstylist, let me tell you, she's better than a, a therapist. You tell them everything, but they also help you work through a lot as well. She's going to help us work through some today. So welcome to the show all the way from Tasmania. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. What does it feel like living in Tasmania? I mean, I guess, I don't know if you've lived anywhere else, but it's a small island. It's got a certain vibe, a certain energy, um, a certain history. But tell me a little bit about your experience living there. What's that like? I love it. I um I have lived overseas briefly. I went on exchange when I was 17 for three months in Austria and that was beautiful as well. Mm. But I really love um how anywhere in Tasmania you can yeah, you can go somewhere rural, somewhere out in nature. Um where I live, we're really close to a lot of different beaches. And I love that being close to nature just helps me to ground and get back into myself. Well, that's you were born and raised there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a certain vibe, and I'll, I'll share that with you. I was extremely emotional. When I flew over Tasmania, you know how you look in the back of the headset of the airlines and you can track? An energy came over me. Spirits came over me of the people that had been enslaved, imprisoned, killed. Um, oh, you just gave me chills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, I'm telling you, I freaked out, and I was like, what is this? And I was just kind of paying attention, but I'm very intuitive too. Not too empathic. You know, I kind of shield other people's stuff. I ain't trying to carry that. But I could I could feel this energy, the same energy I felt when I went, uh, came from under the subway, 9-11. Spirits just, they just attached to me. And I was wondering, you know, what is this all about? It's a very spiritual place there. Is that spirituality and that connection with nature um, still very prominent among the people that live there? With with some people, yes. Um, there's a bit of a, or you would feel it too, like a bit of a split with people with some people are staying connected to nature and other people just seem to be connecting off somewhere else. Um, there was... Tasmania does have a pretty dark history. Um, when the settlers came, they basically massacred um, 
massacred the Indigenous people of Tasmania. And that energy and the spirits are definitely still connected here. Yeah. Is it, so it, is it like a reconciliation or are people still separate? Oh, I think there's a lot of separate. Yeah. That's going on a lot in the world. What do you think, Sarah, we can do to unify the love of humanity? You know, we don't have any choice of the color of our skin. Our creator has decided that for us. Um, our social and economics, we can do something about that. But our children, what are we pouring into them about being decent human beings and respecting one another and the earth? What do you think we can do? Honestly, I think we just need to connect back to ourselves and back to nature again. It's probably the biggest thing we can do is learn to connect to ourselves and try not to fall into all the social conditioning that's all around us. It's everywhere at the moment, especially it's rampant, like on social media, in politics, everywhere. I call um, it politics. I don't call politics. it politics. <laughs> Everybody's tricking you up. Everybody yeah. has some trickery, you know, and nobody's telling the truth. They're doing whatever it is. They're they're creating their narrative. But what you do is you are able to gaze into the stars. How did you get into astrology? Um, I've always been interested, but I didn't, I suppose, in 2020, when everyone had a bit of time to rethink what they were, what they were doing with their lives, I um had an opportunity to sit back and find an astrology teacher and I started studying with her and and that was it and I was hooked loved it and that's yeah when I started formally studying how does that looking into the stars yeah how does that um help us facilitate navigate because sometimes people will say oh this is you know this is witchery this is uh you're you're dealing with the unknown you know Christians I'm a Christian yeah. and they will yeah. steer you away from that. But I yeah. think that it is a, a compass. I'd, I'd say it's, uh, it's another tool. It's another way of, another way of figuring out what lessons you need to learn to grow on your journey. I don't think it, it doesn't matter what way you do it. As long as you, as long as you're doing it, as long as you're making the effort to grow and learn and become a better person. That's and not be, a, not be afraid. Thing yeah I mean, fear is when you wake up in the morning you don't know what lies ahead of you once you step outside that door once your yeah. feet hit the floor you know instead of entering it with grace and gratitude and curiosity and respect if you use those four key elements i think that you would be guided in the right direction so you're also a hair stylist yeah all right so what is going on with the hair? Now, as I said in the introduction, you know, the hairstylist is like a therapist. You know, yeah. everything from, girl, I done bounced a check to he's cheating on me to I'm cheating on him. So you hear everything and you have to be a confidant. But again, with your insight and your intuitiveness, how do you support your clients from the head down? Oh, I suppose I'm really good at picking out what people want with their hair. Like, you know, when someone says something to you, but they mean something else, I kind of, you know, I'm pretty in tune to knowing when when that's happening, which is really good because that, you know, the consultation is probably where most mistakes happen. So one person's thinking one thing, one person's thinking another thing. And 
<laughs> and then you know what the client wanted and what the hair they've got are not the same um yeah so I'm good at picking that out but I suppose like also good at reading whether someone doesn't want to talk that much today or if they just need space or if they want to have a bit of a joke and a laugh but it's very relaxing can you can you do a good uh shampoo girl I tip extra if you shampoo my hair really good and you give me an ice cold rinse honey you got a $20 tip coming for sure (laughs) (laughs) is there a lot of diversity in the hair you know it's strange here in California we had to go and get legislation legislation from the politricians to wear our natural hair we couldn't go in there with dreads or braids or you know it HR will call you in and ask you to change your hairstyle to conform to their standards, which is the white standard of straight hair or, or whatever that is. But now you can have pink hair, blue hair, green hair, all this kind of stuff, but people don't want you to have dreads. Uh, they don't want you to have uh, braids. They don't want you to have uh, all these other things. What is the hair climate there? Do they even care? Yeah, there is one hairstyle in particular that is banned in schools, in a lot of schools. Uh, have, do you know much about the mullet? Mullet. Mullet. It's, um, so it's a hairstyle. If you Google Australian rules football, you'll see heaps of them. And this is one of my favourite hairstyles to do. It's, um, it's basically really short and neat at the front and then just long at the back, just completely messy and long at the back. And um and that hairstyle basically um it became associated with people behaving poorly or badly or being rough or not respecting authority, and um yeah so that hairstyle has had a bit of a rough time. But I noticed yeah. a lot of um uh, white Australians do uh, bubble dreads, and that's where their hair is not. You know bubble dreads. I do know what they are. I don't know how to do them. <laughs> well, you know what? And I, I say this with respect. Neither do yeah. the people that wear them. It looks, <laughs> it, looks like their hair, it looks like their hair is just matted together. Yeah. There's no, no structure, any of this. Now, the original dreadlocks from Jamaica is a sign of unity with God. Yeah. Because no two people's hair will dread the same. Yeah. But they take great care in that. You know, they they wash them, they oil them, they twist them. But these bubble dreads, I don't even know how they, it's just like the hair is matted together. But again, I don't yeah. know if that's a spiritual thing. I don't know if it's a lazy thing, a hippie thing. I have no idea of what that is. So when you get some information on those bubble dreads there uh, in Australia and Tasmania, you hook a sister up and you let me know. And if they need any kind of hair care products uh, that, to get it going right, you let me know and I'll send it right to you. You're the mother <laughs> of two. Yeah. What are you putting got- into those little brains? What are, what are you doing as, as a mom to just really kind of structure them, love them, mentor them and direct them in the right way? Oh, I'm just trying to be as open and honest with them as I can. Um, that's, yeah, and just being aware of um, of my own triggers that come up if, they're, if they talk back to me or something like that, just trying to be as, you know, trying to zoom out when I'm starting to feel like I'm being a bit reactive or something like that. 
that's the hardest thing. They're four and six. So mm. they're right in that, you know, they're, they're pushing the boundaries age. Sure, they are. But they're trying to find their way too. And they want discipline, you know, they want discipline. But what I like to do when I had little ones like that, I only had one, but I had a little one like that, is psychologically challenge them. Let them know that there's consequences to their actions. I had one mother that was on my show a few weeks ago and she was an unruler unschooler yeah i told her i said they gonna have you tied up in the corner with a ball in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) i mean she didn't require them to go to school to you know wear shoes to shower to comb their hair to brush their teeth that's a challenge because they have to blend into society they have an independent contributor schooling is a challenge now especially after covid um do your kids go to regular school or do you homeschool them they go to a regular school and they they love it really um yeah they love it we over one another yeah they are it's good yeah Hmm. because that's a lot of a lot of problems that happen too now you are a survivor of domestic violence and not kind of going into that too much, but were, yeah. was that your kid's dad? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. what was your aha moment? You said, you know, I'm not taking this, this joker no more. I'm out of here. Um, when I was, when I found out I was pregnant with the second one, with the, with my little one, Miller, that really, yeah, that was the thing that really cracked me open into thinking, I can't, I just can't keep living like this. I've got a baby, I'm pregnant, I need to look after myself and that, yeah, so. What would you say to a woman that's in that situation right now that, you know, is wanting to break through but feels that they don't have any options, they don't have any choices, they don't have any support, there's nobody they can trust? What would you say to her? Oh, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it, definitely. Did you have support? Did you have, you know, friends and family that you could turn to or were you keeping the secret? Oh, well, a lot of people that I did tell thought that I was crazy because he was he very, you know, charming, easy to get along with kind of person to them. So that was really hard because I had people going, oh, Sarah's, you know, something's going on with her. Maybe she's got postnatal depression. Um, but I had to have a couple of friends who witnessed the behavior. So they were, you know, they were there a hundred percent and my parents had, didn't witness it, but they had my back as well. So, and my brothers, I've got two lovely brothers as well. So I did have good support. That's good. So, yeah. um, as you move forward, yeah, you had insight, you had the, the tarot. Um, you had oil blends, you had astrology. Why were you hesitant to follow the instruction of your guidance for so long? What kept you there? Um, honestly, I think I was worried about what people would think. Mm. Mm. Worried about being judged and yeah. Wow. Well, take that off the list, brains. You got to feel the fear and do it anyway. And don't give a damn what somebody else thinks. It's your journey. Your responsibility is to put your hat on, uh, give it a good hairdresser (laughs) and work on your thinking cap. That's what is important. Personal strength and empowerment is very important to you. 
how did you gain the courage to jump into that space? It's one thing to be victimized or to be a people pleaser. It's another thing to try to find a direction, but it's a totally different course of action to say that you are able to empower others because empowerment is something that comes from within. How are you able to ignite that in the people that you work in? Well, in my readings, um, one of the biggest things that I say is that, like, I'm here to support you. I'm here to hold space for you. And um, looking at the cards or looking at the astrological chart help them define their gifts. So they, whatever comes up in the cards or in the chart um, will usually ignite something or remind someone of something that they're good at or they've always loved and that. And then they generally will be able to work work with that and find what empowers them. In your bio, uh, you use the word witch. Yeah. Witch, as I said, look, it lights you up. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it has always gotten a negative connotation, but it holds power. Yeah. And so Ooh. it doesn't have to be negative. They say there's a white witch and there is, you know, the dark side of witchery. But just that whole word within itself shows a certain feminine energy, a certain power, control, mysticism, um, going into another realm. Why do you choose to associate yourself as a witch? Well, I suppose it seemed like the best word to describe everything that I do. Like I, I change someone's appearance with magic and, you know, and potions. And I do use divination tools to tap into you know, other dimensions to help people to access their higher self. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that using, just using the word witch and using it with that positive spin on it will hopefully help to change the stigma behind the word because it is that, you know, that that powerful feminine energy that we really need to be supporting at this time, really, rather than demonising it and putting it down. I see so many women grab hold to that, but you don't hear a lot of men call themselves a warlock. No. <laughs> Do you? I mean, you know, they, they'll say that they are, you know, a shaman or a guru or a god. They will say that they're a warlock. And there are a lot of them out there, you know, or being under the influence of that. There's a lot of people now that are going into psychedelics. And I'm not saying that that's you. Alternate states, alternate trance states, transcendental meditation, all of that. And their feet are not planted on the ground. I think that they are trying to escape. What did you? What would you say to a person that's just, you know, just tripping right now, just on it, just to be on it, but no sense of direction? How do they pull themselves back? I suppose they've got to just get in and do some self-work. I mean, you can't really... Um, I think the term, yeah, the term is spiritual bypassing. Like you think that you're connected to these higher realms and different states of being and levels and awareness, but you're not, but you're not really connected to yourself. You're sort of working more with the higher mind without having integrated your lower mind as well. There's got to be, you know, there's got to be a mix of the lot. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Here, uh, I went to another place because I'm always doing something, as if, <laughs> as if you can't tell. 
went to a, a, a shop. It was a voodoo shop. Yeah. In New Orleans. The energy from the outside drew me in like a magnet. There was yeah. no there was no denying it. And Mr. Magnificent, my husband, uh, baby, you sure you want to go in there? You know, you might be forever changed. And I was forever changed because I got an education. Yeah. I got an education on indigenous people. I got an education on tribal people. I got an uh, education on slaves, the slave trade. Uh, and so I relate to that. Uh, and I have a newfound appreciation for that word. Like I have a new now appreciation for the word, which I won't be so quick to not judge, but second guess, because that's my boundary. And I have strong boundaries. You know, if it don't feel right, smell right, taste right, it's out. <laughs> have you established new boundaries for yourself? Do you uh, make, you think you make better choices? You know, when you pick a suitor, someone that you're going to bring around your children, that you're going to bring into your astrological space, that you're going to bring into your heart. Are you able to make those better choices now? Absolutely. After being through what I've been through and learning that my boundaries were quite flaky, um, I wasn't sending out a clear message of what I was willing to accept and what I wasn't. Um, I didn't have a clear sense of what I wanted. Um, yeah, and once I you know, we can always always work on our boundaries and things change. So your boundaries might change as well. But definitely, definitely a much better sense of that now. So let's ask some fun questions. We done went all went all deep <laughs> and metaphysical and energy and all that kind of stuff. If, uh, what planet are you from? You know, you're in the ast uh, astrology. What planet are you from? I don't know. I don't know. Um. I suppose like my ruling planet um, is on your, on your chart, looking at um, your chart, your ruling planet's the um, the ruler of your rising sign, which is Gemini for me. So that'd be Mercury. So I suppose that would be, I don't know where I'm from. <laughs> if I had to pick one. I'm from, I'm from Jupiter. I dig all Jupiter. rings. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Luck and fun. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not easy to penetrate. <laughs> um, and there's always something going on it's a lot of colors it's a lot of energy it's a lot of force yeah. you know i'm not I'm, I'm not earth i'm not earth. yeah if you were an appliance in the cotton picking kitchen what appliance would you be sarah norris oh i reckon it'd be a thermomix oh okay so a thermomix uh brains is equal to our vitamix so that's yeah. one of those blenders that you can do uh, cold things or warm things in it, right? Okay. Yeah, you can do everything. <laughs> okay. Why would you? Why would you be that? Because I do so many different things. Mm. I'd be the refrigerator. I just want. To <laughs> I just want to chill, and if it, it gets, you know, if it gets too bad, I'll just put you in the freezer. <laughs> If you had three magical wishes, anything, what would they be? Oh, I'd still, I've always wanted this since I was a little kid. I'd love to be able to fly. That has always been a wish that would be really cool. I'd love that. Um, oh, I'd love to. Um, actually, I don't know. Um. 
we might have to pause and edit out this bit. You know what? Because what I appreciate is the fact that you put thought into it. Hmm. Some people already have their wishes there. Yeah. Oh, oh the first one was easy, but um, yeah. I don't know. I'm so pretty think, happy. So yeah. So think about it and and come back and let me know. Um, <laughs> if you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Oh, I'd be. trying to think of we don't really have many in our garden at the moment well maybe it's time to get the kids out there and do some planting mm, it is some blooming <laughs> and i mean you could be you could be a plant you could be uh you know you could be a flower but as long as we're rooted and i think that's what's important yeah. as long as we cultivate the soil as long as we rise as long as we bloom and as long as we share the seeds and the pollination of life. That's the most important thing. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be? Um, I would oh probably be thinking, well, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I was thinking probably my little my little Yaris. It's just okay. polite and just <laughs> that's cool. I want to be a 1974 VW van. See, that all, sounds cool. All hippie out, yeah. you know, with a mattress in the back. <laughs> Traveling across. I know a lot of people there in Australia do caravanning. They, you know, they like to travel in vans and Actually, Australia, Tasmania and all that. They like to go around to the different beaches. When you ground yourself, what do you do to really connect back with the earth because you're carrying a lot of energy you're dealing yeah. with you know people's hair people are very very attached to their hair their hair tells their story yeah um and what grounds you getting getting back out into nature and i've actually i've figured out what car i'd be now i would be um my partner has a cruiser, an old this cruiser that's pretty much unbreakable, and we went away in that on um last week. We had some time without children, and we took off for three nights just into the wilderness, and we went full driving, and we broke a bit of the car, but luckily it kept going. <laughs> so yeah, and it's so it's the adventure. Yeah, it's exploring. Mm. It's exploring with your partner when you breakdown yeah our breaks down you know does everything break down or do we just sit here and try to figure it out yeah come together so that was a great experience that was a learning experience and tolerance yeah. and discipline so I totally get that yeah. so what do you want your legacy to be Sarah Norris how do you want to be remembered and thought of and sought after in this thing called life oh, I hope that I'd inspire people to put some like to put work into growing as people and being and working on being better people and bringing positivity into the world and making people feel good as well, like especially with hairdressing. Um, yeah. Okay, well, 
I have enjoyed this conversation with you so much. I like to get in your head. And that's what I think I did. Um, you are beautiful. You're young. You're vivacious. You have a sense of direction. You've got astrology. You've got a compass. Follow your North Star. Okay? Thank you. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you, work with you, get their hair done, and uh, get get them some, some dreads or a mullet. <laughs> well so if you're in if you're in Tasmania I'm I work um for, for myself so if you want to contact me on Instagram on Facebook I'm called the hair and spirit alchemist and I have a website that's under construction but that does have a link to my email as well and that is www.sarah-norris um, dot com dot au um yeah so that will be up and running soon which is cool okay and so if they want to get you know they want to get down and dirty with some uh astrology and try to figure out what's going on is there tarot you do tarot as well yeah. astrology astro an astrology reading a tarot reading and an essential oil blend that's tailor-made for you, I can do. Wow, an essential oil blend brains. We just had an herbalist on the show. Actually, I need to turn you on to her. You might know her. She's in Tasmania yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, and let me tell you, she was like, she's got the blends for you. Yeah. So you got you to gotta see what that is. And topicals, again, are very powerful. The skin is the largest oil, I mean, the largest organ on the body and to be able to put something on you that penetrates but you want to be careful because herbs are very powerful as well uh i tell the story all the time how i got some herbs from china girl and i came back i was hallucinating i mean i was tripping <laughs> so, so you, you've got to be careful about what you do and how you consume but what you put in this thing this vessel this temple that you call a body Thank you so much for being here. Brains, go ahead and handle your business. Get your hair done. <laughs> get your cards uh, read. Get your astrological sign read. And like, love, and share this podcast and others on the edge. Go to LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, yada, yada. I can sing them to you, okay? But I need you to do that for me. Thank you so much, Sarah Norris. You are a queen. Thank you so much. Or should I say, you're a witch. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> brains. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.